and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we begin part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, with the first two episodes. I think I'm actually having more fun with it on the first disc than I did in all of Final Fantasy VI. And I like Final Fantasy VI. Mm. It's got, like, a lot of heart. It's really funny. The characters are very affable in that game, which is... Maybe part of this is that I had just finished Final Fantasy VII, uh, and the writing in that game is something else. That's one word for it. That game has a notoriously shitty translation, and uh, it's actually pretty good. I don't know that the that any level of translation would make seven good. Yeah, no, like there's a lot of just inherent problems with that story. Whereas uh, nine, and to be fair, I'm I'm at I think the end of the first disc. Uh, I don't think it's like introduced anything yet that maybe go. Oh god, this is convoluted and fucking terrible, which is usually what I think of basically any Final Fantasy game. Sidane is a Goku. You've yeah. got Princess Garnet, you've got Vivi, the best character. Hell yeah. And I also like how every character in the game recognizes that Vivi is the best character. Yeah. You got Tetra Master. I Maybe he spent just like two and a half hours tonight doing nothing but play Tetra Master. Weird. I thought Tetra like was the, boring. I got to like the first big city and then realized I could walk up to any asshole on the street and be like, yo, show me your cards. Yeah, it, it was, you know, basically Gwent was just Tetra Master. I mean, I played a lot of, of Gwent too when I played The Witcher 3, so... I did not. I don't like any RPG that has a thing where it's like, hey, you can play cards with people if you want. Because no, I don't. I really don't. I didn't play Pazak either in Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, I think there was something like that in Final Fantasy VIII, and I didn't bother fucking with that at all. Maybe. But then, like, so much of eight, I did not want to bother fucking with, because talk about convoluted. Didn't eight just have, like, a whole casino segment? <laughs> yeah, they went to Canto Bite. I mean, they I'm asking, I don't the, remember. They needed to get the code breaker so they could get into the Sorcerer's Lady ship. Uh, where they kept, I don't know, an alien brain or something. Final Fantasy VIII got weird. Yeah. It got real weird. And that's like the only thing I like about that game is it gets fucking crazy. But like the part where I actually got to sit down and play that thing 
or play any of the mini games, I'm having exactly zero fun. Look, Final Fantasy VIII is weird. It has Seifer. It has uh, Quistus. It's got junctions. Yeah, sure, junctions. Uh, the yeah, characters... junction your magic to your your guardian forces, and then you got to draw Firaga out of this park bench. The characters are not horrible, deformed monsters like they are in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah. So, Seven's hideous tumor beasts. Yeah, Seven with Cloud's horse hoof hands. Yeah, I would definitely take eight over seven. Yeah, I, part of why I'm also digging uh, nine, as I think out of those PlayStation 1 era games, it looks the best. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I like its middle ground of super deformed characters without them being like Final Fantasy VII super deformed. I guess so. I actually just do really like the look of eight, where everybody looks realistic through the filter of the PlayStation 1's limited capabilities. And so yeah. it, it's basically like you took a picture of somebody and then just lowered the resolution on it a hundred times. Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, I do think, looks totally fine. It's the part, again, the part where I actually have to play Final Fantasy VIII. No, thank you. Oh, okay. I don't really remember anything about how it plays. This is Standard Deliver, a JoJo podcast where we rank all of our favorite Final Fantasy games, uh, a series that neither of us have any particular affinity for. I'm Larry oh. Davis. With me is George Brundle, who... Uh, Actually, you know what? Take I take back what I said. He's the world's number one Final Fantasy fan. That's right. Nobody likes Final Fantasy more than me. Nobody. I like less than half of the Final Fantasy games I played. That makes me the greatest Final Fantasy fan that ever existed. That's more than I like, so yep. Yeah. Well, no, in fact, most people hate all of the Final Fantasies. I mean, can you blame them? Nope. Not not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking recently, like, oh, I want to go back and check Final Fantasy X out. And then uh, what's been stopping me from that is remembering every other element of that game that is not the spirit grid. Or Orin. <laughs> yeah. Orin is A-OK. -okay. Sure. I actually kind of like the way they handled summons in that game, too, but... Blitzball. No! About that dumb bad guy. What, what was his name? The one with the blue hair? It looks oh, like a Star God, Wars yeah. villain. The most impossible hair I have ever seen. And I do a anime podcast featuring plenty of characters with impossible hairstyles, and none of them have anything on that motherfucker. No, that guy is more outlandish than a pompadour with a doily pattern on top. <laughs> he does look dumber than any JoJo character has ever aspired to. Yeah. I mean, really, he kind of just looks like cars, though. Mm, you take that back. No, I I mean, he's Cars not... is a good villain. Yeah, Cars is better, but I'm just Cars saying... Cars made a vampire dress up like him and then hid him in stone. Mm-hmm. Cars is great. Can we just go back and rewatch part two? No, because now we're at something even better. Part four! Diamond is unbreakable. 
Yeah. Everyone knows that about Diamond. I mean, Diamonds are also forever. Yeah. Starring Sean Connery. Yes, the James Bond movie where he puts a gun on a lady's butt and says, Mmm, bitch. It's <laughs> the main thing I remember from that movie. I remember that Blofeld uh, has kind of a um, Howard Hughes thing going on where like he doesn't leave his uh, luxury suite. I forget what casino he's like situated in. It might have just been a fictional one. But uh, when he does finally go out, he only goes out in drag, so nobody recognizes that it's him. Mm-hmm. So this recurring James Bond villain, like one of the only ones that exists in the entire franchise who murdered James Bond's wife, dragging it up. Sure. Don't kink shame. I'm not kink shaming him, I'm just... You're saying like, oh, you how to, ridiculous! He goes out to, to drag. You need to delete this bit before we get negative animals. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. <laughs> People are going to get angry at me on Twitter. People are going to get more angry that you don't like Final Fantasy games. <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah, speaking of drag, what about that bit in Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about. Oh boy. So I'll take a trip down to the Honey Bee Inn and get real weird with it. Oh, no. We'll invite uh, cross-dressing Joseph Joestar to come with us. Oh, uh, I don't know if I He'll be Don Corneo's most favorite girl. When I was um, checking out Eyes of Heaven to see if it was still just as bad as I remembered, and it was... Uh, I looked at the alternate costumes you can buy with points, and the most expensive one by far is Drag Joseph Joestar. I mean, that's if there were one that I would spend all of my money on. I mean, that's that's the one. Okay. That's the only one I would want. So we're here at part four, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Um... When you start us off, tell us how this all kicks off. Here we go, part four. Everyone's favorite, uh, my favorite, soon to be yours, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. I In these two episodes, uh, I'm already liking it, like, a whole lot so far. Yeah! Look, okay, so I've watched this before, but watching this again, first of all, there are things that, um... I'm not sure if they were in the original books or not, but they sort of tie into things later. They're just very small, like, kind of Easter egg things. Um, mm. But it just reminded me of how good all of this is. Like, the whole look of everything and the music. And, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't think the sky is blue for a single frame in these two episodes. No, it's always either yellow or green. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah. I, like, uh, I like the Namekian green skies of Morio. Well, yeah, and the green roads. Did I get that right, Morio? Yep, Morio. Okay, wow. It's a me, Morio. Awesome. I actually got one of these weird names right for once. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the things that's exciting me about Part Four uh, already is that I kind of don't know where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Iraqi did either. either. <laughs> well, that's Iraqi at his peak is when he has no idea where he's going. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, like part three the first episode establishes pretty clearly like all right here's what we're going to go do for the next like 40 episodes of this thing uh kind of even even felt like part two you established what's going on pretty quickly uh but in these two episodes i have no idea yep uh so we open up on a little ideal ideal oh boy idyllic thank you Look, I, get, I can pronounce the name of the stupid fucking town right, but apparently can't mm. get this English word correct. Sure. Uh, okay. uh, good looking breakfast being prepared, uh, but oh no, Severed Hand is sitting down to eat this breakfast. Yeah. Also, actually, since that's the first instance of it, now do you see what I mean where even though there is still censoring in this part, they do it a whole lot better than they did before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, there's obviously no way I'm going to be watching these uncensored because I don't think the Blu-ray for this has actually come out. I don't know. Well, there's no Suda Says for these episodes, so I guess not. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever at any point seen like an actual picture of like a case for these, like a release. I mean, so. we could look it up, but eh. Eh. Look. I'm not going to put any more effort into researching anything than the people on the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Wikia do, which is to say, zero. Yeah. Uh, but, we then uh, cut over to Jotaro, who's headed into town. Uh, he's riding around in a taxi. Uh, he's got a way better outfit on. Mm -hmm. I really like white jacket Jotaro. I like the like giant Joe on his cap. Me too. Uh, like he kind of wants to know, like... This is the part uh, where Araki just leans way into hearts and never lets go. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that was the last, uh, very last act of part three. Yeah. He started that. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, stopped. this, like, here, every character has hearts on them. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, he kind of wants to know, like, uh, has anything weird happened in this town, maybe? Uh, and I guess he's trying to establish that based on some photos that Joseph has taken, which we'll see later, but uh, also maybe just a safe assumption because he's going to go meet another uh, Joestar descendant. And uh, boy, weird shit seems to happen to those kids a whole lot. Uh-huh. Lightning rods for it. Yeah. Uh, but then we, we see a little midge uh, just walking through town. Uh, mm -hmm. He told us what his name is, but then he told us not to remember his name because it's not important, so I did not write it down, and <laughs> I have completely forgotten what this character is called. That's uh, Koichi Hirose, and he okay. is... Glad he one is... of us knows. He is important. Well, he's, he's kind of the... Well, he, he's not quite the Krillin, because he actually does do quite a bit in this, but... So he's the Kuwabara? Uh, no. Okuyasu is the Kuwabara, which, by the way, good luck pronouncing that when we get to him. Um, I already am dreading having to pronounce Josuke's last name. Higashikata? Yeah, up front. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Koichi, he's almost like the audience surrogate or something, although kind of mm -hmm. not really. But he's sort of the one that's like, whoa, everything going on here is crazy. So he's the Smoky Brown slash uh, Robert EO Speedwagon of part four. A little bit, but he has more direct uh, involvement in the events. Which is kind of funny because we didn't really get that character in part three. 
His name was Kakyoin. <laughs> I was going to say it was Anne for like a little bit, and yeah. then she got written out of it. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, we kind of complained like, oh, what's this girl's function in the story? But I guess that was it. She was like the speedwagon character of, you know, smacking both hands against her cheeks and going like, oh, what's with all this crazy stuff going on? I don't get it. I'm just a regular old little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of what Koichi is. Mm. Koichi's okay. I was not too yeah. hot on him when he started, but by the end of it, I like Koichi a lot. Yeah. He seems well-meaning enough. I'm curious to see what they do with him. Uh, but he bumps into Jotaro, uh, who uses Star Platinum to like pick up all his books real quick-like, and so he thought that he had fallen down, but he's standing up. So already, weird stuff going down. Mm-hmm. For him to put both hands on his cheeks and go, Oh, that was weird. I'm just an ordinary little boy. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, that's why he says, I don't understand. <laughs> Some street toughs then come up, and they're giving him shit because he's a freshman at the high school, and uh, I guess they're, like, hazing freshmen. And so they see, like... Uh, some some prime grade A freshman meet over by like a little uh, pond and it's Joske's Katarika and he's <laughs> You can at least try. I did. That's the sad part. I tried. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there with the turtle. It took me how many episodes to get Avdol's name correct? We are going to do this for a while with Josuke's last name. I'm letting you know right now. Well, you can just call him Josuke because I don't think there's anybody else with the name Josuke where you would need to distinguish between them, so... I, I missed when we called all of these guys Joestar because that is still the best last name. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Mr. Yeah, Joestar. He's got a little turtle friend, uh, sort of. He's afraid of turtles. Yeah. He's really creeped out by them. I mean, I can see where he's coming from. I don't know, tur- no, maybe. I mean, just like reptile. He says that he has a problem with reptiles. It's not specifically turtles. I have a problem with, like, what happens if a turtle shell, shell like, gets cracked, because, like, I don't quite understand their physiology and, like, you know, how bad is that for the turtle? Like, what would you see if a turtle shell cracked open? I bet it's gross. Yeah, I mean, uh, But, like, just a turtle here. hanging around. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't have to, but... Uh, no, but, like, just a turtle sitting around, like, I'm cool with that. Just don't, like, put anything near their mouths. Yeah. Nothing that the amount of gifts I've seen on the internet of dumbasses like kissing a turtle on the face <laughs> and almost getting their lips ripped off. I mean, have you seen those turtles though where their heads can like shoot out like a foot and a half or something? Hell that's, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, nature is fucking scary, dude. <laughs> yeah, and Josuke uh correctly identifies this, so he's like trying to get over his fear of turtles, but he's Still, like, all squeamish. And, uh, these guys are giving him some crap. They want his clothes. They want him to get nude. Yeah. Is strange. Strip, strip for them. 
Like, I mean, what? hey, he's got a pretty sick looking jacket. Yeah. He signed art. Yeah, yeah. Sharply dressed man. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what their deal is. Like, if this is related to the turtle thing, like they came over and they were like, oh man, look at this weirdo playing with the turtle. Or if it's completely unrelated and they just saw him there and were like, we want your clothes. Also, why are you sitting with this turtle? I'm not sure either, but uh, they pick up the turtle, and then one of them fucking hurls it and cracks its shell open. Yeah. Really establishing that these dudes are assholes. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they get outshined in the asshole department pretty quickly by our first stand user, but, like, still, these kids ain't good. No. Uh... Because one of them, to really establish just how bad these kids are, says that Josuke's hair is uh, shitty and stupid, and his dumbass, dumb, dumb, stupid boy hair. Josuke doesn't like that. No. Because if apparently you, that's if you talk shit about Josuke's hair, uh, bad things are gonna happen to you, as we find out. Yeah, you could break a turtle in front of Josuke. You could uh, call him names, you could tell him to take off his clothes, and he'll do it. Uh, but you insult his hair. Throw him down. Mm-hmm. He'll get a ghost to punch you so fucking hard your face don't heal right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happens. Josuke summons up his, di- uh, his stand, Crazy Diamond. Which in my version oh, is, a good name. is changed to Shining Diamond, which is actually still okay, but whatever. I'm uh, pretty sure we're on the same version, but I cannot recall what mine okay. referred to it. Uh, what did it call the second stand? Uh, I don't remember. I think I had written it down and I'm not quite there yet. So, What did yours call it? I would probably recognize it. Aqua Necklace. Okay, yeah, I think we're on the same one. Okay, although actually that one, that might be the same, even, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Look, if they're censoring mine, I think there's a good chance I'm, we're on the same sub, finally. Maybe. Consistently, I, I doubt it's gonna, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I don't know, did Jotaro so, say good grief? Yes. Okay, then yeah, probably. But in my version, he also started saying that quite a bit. I think that maybe those like first run of episodes, like the first 12 or so, might have been a different group for part oh. three. I'm not totally sure. Because uh, there's zero consistency on this site that I'm using when it came to part three, because it seemed to bounce around between different like subgroups quite a bit. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I still think I got the gist of the story. So, yeah, it's good enough. Uh, but yeah, he, he punches him with his stand, and, uh, it makes his face heal, uh, almost immediately, but it heals all fucked up looking. Uh-huh. Just like his nose is all flat now, and, like, his teeth are messed up. Yeah. And all of his friends and, uh, are like, uh, dude, that's not good. One of his friends starts telling him to take his clothes off. It gets real weird. Ugh. 
Uh, Jessica picks up the turtle, though, uh, seemingly overcoming his fear, and uh, also has healed it. Mm-hmm. It's just an ordinary happy little turtle now. So then uh, Jotaro comes up, and he's like, Our family's fucking weird. You're my uncle. I'm your nephew. We need to talk about your inheritance. Yeah. Like, you are the son of Joseph Joestar. He runs Joestar uh, Realty, or whatever it was. Uh, I want to say my he... predictions in the last episode that we did, I was not expecting to be spot on with two things this quickly. Yeah. And he's like, uh, by the way, Joseph is like 84 years old right now. So, uh, you were made with very old sperm. Congratulations. Yeah. Your dad was literally punching Nazis. Yep. Uh, and we also get something that I liked here is that uh, Josuke suffered from a fever for 50 days in 1987. And, uh, huh, wonder what happened during that time for about 50 days in 1987. Yeah, weird. What weird a coincidence. coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's kind of neat. Uh also, though, like, I guess that sort of establishes when Joseph put his old man's sperm into a Japanese woman. <laughs> Pretty close to the whole thing with Holly almost dying, so. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Joseph. Uh, but yeah, so the Joestar household is in an uproar over the old man's infidelity. Mm-hmm. And Jotaro's here trying to figure out how to split up his inheritance because it'll be done soon. We can only Susie hope. Susie Q stands over him every single night with a pair of scissors in one hand and just thinks how easy it would be. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, a pillow. <laughs> no, like, man. All you have to do is just keep pushing until he stops moving. That's it. That's all you have uh, to do. Susie Q is not that humane. Yeah. Susie Q will cut him up. Perforate that dude. Yeah. Poor Susie Q, she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of a little bit bothered by it because it sort of seemed like Joseph and Susie Q had a pretty great relationship in part three. Even though he was sort of keeping some stuff from her, he was still doing it for her benefit. It was, like, consistent because he kept stuff from, like, his grandma. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I never really was into the whole... I guess they just couldn't think of another way to get another Joestar into the picture because Jotaro yeah. was too young to have someone like to have a son that would be fighting age. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh but then some girls come up. They're they got the hots for Josuke. Yeah. Jotaro, speaking of character him. consistency, is just like, oh my god, would you bitches go away? <laughs> A good bitches call back leave. To, the, to the beginning of part three. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he makes the mistake of saying, uh, get these broads out of here and have this stupid talk about your hair later, which Josuke, being a, a simple, sweet child, Seems to interpret as a slight against his hair. Yep. And I think it's Jotaro even says, like, no, I, I wasn't insulting your hair. Yeah. Uh, I have quoted Josuke here. What did you say about my awesome hair? <laughs> He's not wrong. It really it's is pretty great. much. The, 
Just make that the tagline for part four. Yep. Uh, so Josuke, like, he tries to attack Jotaro. Uh, and he, like, grazes his hat, and so his hat, like, starts melting and freaking out. Yeah. Like, it's sort of trying to reform, but it's doing it all screwy. Well, basically, at this point, Josuke doesn't have that much control over that. Or mm. may- maybe it's just, like, when he's super angry. Because I guess he does reform other stuff pretty precisely. But, yeah. I... Yeah, this, mm. up to this point, made me think the way stuff reformed was both. I, I figured it was more, like, based on his emotion. Like, he screwed that dude's face up because he hit him when he was angry, and he healed the turtle because he was concerned about the turtle. But it was sort of like an involuntary... In, excuse me, involuntary thing. Involuntary. <laughs> uh, but he's had the stand for, like, a long time, because he would have developed it when he was a little kid. And he does some stuff later that makes it seem like he is absolutely in control over what exactly it does, so... Yeah. I don't know, maybe he just wanted to make Jotaro's hat look stupid. I mean, so far, both both of the times when stuff healed up wrong was when he was angry. Yeah, I suppose. Whatever. But he we've can had also just do that genu- on purpose. Yeah, we've had more genuine grievances with how stands work than this, so... No, and I really like Crazy Diamond because it's essentially Star Platinum, but with the extra twist of being able to reform stuff, which I think is enough to make it much more interesting than just can yeah. punch things. It goes Dora-Dora instead of Aura-Aura. Yeah. This is an important distinction. Also, kind of looks like the world. A little bit. Like, it's definitely got a the world thing going on with it. Mm-hmm. But with more hearts. Oh, oh, yes. So many more hearts. My favorite thing about Crazy Diamond is all the weird tubes on the back of his neck. It's like he's Bane getting pumped up with venom. My my favorite is he's a hard body stand. Too many soft bodies in part three. Solid body stand. Yeah. Go and install yeah. some humbucker p- pickups on the stand. <laughs> you don't want single coils because so, those. That's just oh like heavens, no. no! No. Uh, so yeah, Joe Taro just kind of like clocks him stupid, and then he tells us all these ladies to just fuck off. Mm-hmm. And so they they kind of carry on their conversation. Uh, Jotaro has a bunch of spirit photos that Joseph tried to take uh, to check in on Josuke. Oh, because uh, Joseph like, note, also didn't know that Josuke when, was even born. Yeah, but one thing of note though, uh, when Josuke does attack Jotaro, he uses the time stop thing, but says he can only stop it for about half a second now, or one second maybe. Yeah, he stopped it a whole lot longer than that when he fought Dio. Yeah, so, so. I think he spent too long without using it, or something like that. Because Dio's whole thing was that he could only stop it for a short time at first, and then worked his way up. And so maybe yeah. uh, Jotaro's time stopping has atrophied in the time since. Possibly. I, I mean, in a more practical sense, like a story writing sense, it's probably a good idea to reel that thing in, because if you have a character with time stop at the start of this, 
kind of trivializes any of like the more low level stands that they're going to be fighting for a while. Yeah. Like I I got to imagine they're going to try to find a way to write Jotaro out of things pretty quickly. Mm. Okay. I don't know. It it seems like he would be ridiculously overpowered unless like we get a ton of stands that are more powerful than Star Platinum or have ways to really work around Star Platinum's bullshit. And then I sort of feel like that would end up retroactively diminishing Dio, so I kind of don't know how they're going to approach all that stuff, but well, it seems sort of rolling his thing back a little bit is the way they handled it for like these first two episodes. I've mentioned this before, but starting here is where you get stands that have they're much more focused on like how do I defeat them rather than just like this guy's really strong. It's more like puzzle stands or something where it, they're sneakier or they have to find it, yeah, just find it how to defeat them. Mm. Uh, like the one we see in this one, actually. Or these yeah. two episodes, that is. Yeah. There so, are uh, one I remember any stands where the solution is just hit them a lot. I mean, the Angelo gets hit a lot, to be fair. Yes, but they have to catch his stand first. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but yeah, he shows uh, Josuke a bunch of these spirit photos. Uh, there's a real weird looking dude in them, uh, who we later find out to be Angelo, and Jotaro's just like, okay, you see this dude? You run. Weird little guy, you're still here. You see him? You definitely run. <laughs> yeah. Run also, as far as your tiny little legs will carry you. I also like... I mean, it won't be any good because this is a fully grown man with normal adult legs and he will definitely catch up to you. Yeah. And Koichi was also just standing there watching this whole thing, so he was just seeing two guys kind of move around a little bit and Jotaro's hat pop off his head. <laughs> and Koichi was probably very curious why Jotaro didn't yell, My hat! <laughs> as any reasonable why person did... would. Why did this man I just met fall over? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Josuke runs off for class, and uh, Jotaro kind of explains, like, oh, huh, weird, uh, Stan can, like, uh, reform stuff. Buh. Uh. Yeah, that's that's the sound Jotaro makes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm Jotaro. I didn't do anything for, like, 38 episodes, and I punched a vampire. <laughs> uh... I forgot how to use my stand. Boo. <laughs> so oh. I kind of stopped taking notes around here because uh, I was way into these episodes and I got sick of pausing it to write stuff down. Yeah. Also, we we do get mentioned that uh, Jotaro is a marine ex explorer? Something? Marine biologist. No, it doesn't say biologist. They use some the other sea words was there. angry that day, my friends. <laughs> but see, I had even though I had I watched said, Whoa, these, big fella. Even though I had watched these, when we got the mention of that in one of the Suda says of last parts, I was like, wait, he's yeah. is a marine biologist? Because I don't think it's ever brought up again. And he doesn't do anything involving the ocean in this, so it's That's it's sort of weird. Yeah. Yeah. He got in that sub that one time. That's what did it to him. Yeah, probably. 
Mm. Um, okay, so, so... Uh, J- Josuke and Koichi go to school. Yep, and then we get a little bit with uh, Tomoko, who is Josuke's mom. Yeah. Who has, uh, gets harassed by this uh, dude in a real sick car who thinks that she is very pretty. Yep. First English of this part. So, she, so you know, she grabs him by the hair and fucking smashes his teeth in. <laughs> yes, she smashes him in, car door. into the door of the car through the window. <laughs> Tomoko's There's great. a cop... Yeah, there's a cop nearby who sees this and he rides up and this dude's just like, ah, arrest that woman, she's crazy, she assaulted me. And he's like, yeah, it's my daughter. You done <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, she's great, right? <laughs> Isn't my little girl radiant? Fuck you. Yep. Oh, before, uh, I like Josuke's grandpa just riding around on his bike. He seems great. Yeah. Won't be much more of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and before this, we did have a little bit with Angelo uh, walking a sidewalk and bumping into apparently a Yakuza guy. I don't know if that's what he was supposed to be, but he looks like one. Uh, and that's related to the part that comes up here. Oh, yeah. Uh,. Because as Josuke and Koichi are coming home from school, there's like a robbery taking place at a convenience store. And it's the Yakuza guy who is like sticking the place up. Uh, So Josuke just like walks into the middle of this thing as it's going down. And uh, he's got like a hostage that he's like holding with a knife. And if I remember right, what Josuke does is he grabs the knife and, like, forces it through the woman's body into the Yakuza guy's body, so the knife gets stuck inside of his stomach. Yep. Well, I I don't think it actually shows him grabbing the knife. It just looks like he punches through both of them. Yeah, that's sort of why I was, like, trying to remember how it goes down, because I don't remember him actually grabbing it either. But the knife does end up inside of him. Oh, yeah. Of course. Very visibly. It's just yeah. protruding in there. And he's like, oh, God, help me. <laughs> yep. Get he's it like, out, get it out, get yeah. it out, get it out, get it out. You should probably get that taken out at the prison hospital. <laughs> uh, and everything is great. And then he sees a little water monster <laughs> in the drain. It comes out of the guy's mouth. Yeah. It's like, ha ha, Josuke, like... it's me! Aqua Necklace. I'm a stand. I'm made of water. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm ya. going to. I'm gonna be inside of you soon! Ugh. That's right! We all float down here. I'll wait until you're asleep, and then I'm gonna go up your butthole. <laughs> I don't think they ever considered that possibility. Some real oversight. I'm gonna turn into steam in your shower. <laughs> uh. Gonna cling to your body as condensation. Anyway... 
uh, back at, uh... My, my point is the stand could have been a whole lot creepier than it actually is. It's already pretty creepy. Oh, yes. I'm gonna be inside your bed tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't shit in the bidet. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no. I've been doing it wrong this whole time. You have a bidet? My work has a bidet. I'm, you're not supposed to shit in it? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ugh. Maybe that's why the bathroom's out of order all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So anyway, back at Josuke's house, uh, Angelo has disguised himself as a milkman. Which, yeah, again, really tells me... Yeah, really did not think... No, come on. You saw a I thumbnail legitimate... no. on YouTube. You were telling me, I did... like, we need to hurry I up have. and watch these because I'm getting these thumbnails and it shows him punching through his mom and... Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? I bet there's gonna be a milkman... Well, no, the Milkman thing, I actually did not see any thumbnail or anything for that. I just kind of guessed that this being, like, more of a small-town thing. So I'm genuinely surprised about that. You're full of shit. Uh, I, have, I have been seeing thumbnails, though, so I did know that, like, Tomoko gets punched through the stomach. Um, and I saw a little bit of, like, him holding, like, the uh, rubber glove in one of the thumbnails, too. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. whatever. Uh, manga anime differences. Also, I, th I think another one that I saw was Angelo and the Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For a second, I was thinking, like, what? Because I was thinking Angelo and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't <laughs> See, know I, why. I would have thought The Rock starring Nicolas Cage. Well, but come on. Why would that be in an anime? I don't know. Uh, manga anime differences, uh, the, the scene with the hand at the beginning is new. Uh, okay, so Jotaro traveling to Morio and the taxi is also added, so one of the bits that I mentioned that were a neat, uh, like Easter egg was also during that segment, so that explains it. Because Araki doesn't have any idea of what he has in store in the future, so why would he reference something that's going to happen ten episodes from now? Uh, what was the reference? It's just a quick thing where I, they, they pass by a tower and he's like, oh, the reception gets weird around here. Oh, that okay. Was it. Mm -hmm. I um, figured I should ask you that now because I did not know if ten episodes from now you were going to bring it up. So. Oh, I would because it's like the focus of ah. one of them. Okay. Um, A scene involving Ryohei helping an elderly woman is added. Oh, yeah, 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 the that was kind of pointless, but I liked it. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, here, I'll help you with your groceries. Ryohei being um, Tomoko's dad. Yeah. By the way. It's important to name this character so we have an emotional connection to him when he dies ten minutes into the next episode. <laughs> when Tomoko is complaining about Josuke's temper, Ryohei doesn't say he gets it from her. Yeah, she kind of just says like, huh, I wonder where he gets that from. I wonder um, if it was the American guy that put his semen in me. <laughs> it's technically well, no. British. I keep forgetting this because part three also seemed to have forgotten. Yeah. But he also, like, kind of grew up in America. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, 
also Tomoko like does have a America. worse temper than Joseph does. I, yeah, she fucking power slammed that dude's face through glass and metal. Yep. Just for saying she's very pretty. So yeah. And she is. Yeah. I mean, he was a creep about it. <laughs> sure. And I, I'm not saying he didn't deserve what he got, but I mean, also, I, man. <laughs> I would say he didn't deserve that. Like, if you want to punch eh. him or something, then maybe, yeah, but <laughs> that was a little like... extreme. I'm cool with it. Okay. Smash all faces. Uh, the meeting of Angelo, the robber, and the robber's girlfriend is depicted. So apparently that wasn't in the manga at all. That, that seems like kind of an important thing. Yeah. Oh, also, there's a quick shot of her of the woman's body... I can't remember exactly where that falls in, but uh, she is fucked up. Yeah. I think it was uh, in the woods when um, Josuke yeah. and Koichi are going to school. He never outright says that he raped her, but I'm pretty sure he raped her considering... Oh, absolutely. ...all the rapes he did in the past. Angelo loves two things, killing and raping. Yeah. Um... Oh, I actually didn't notice this. In hmm. the um, crowd of bystanders during the robbery, there are silhouettes of like uh, five characters that show up later. I'll have to go Weird. back and look at that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll go back and look at it too and then remember that I don't know who any of these fuckers are. Well, all of them show up at the end, like in the end credits, so. Oh, okay. And then um, maybe I would. Trivia. End credits, by the way. Uh, do trivia first, and then we'll talk okay. about that, actually. Well, there are no end credits for this first episode. but Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. Uh, I'll this, save it for the next. This is the first anime episode to feature an ending preview without a character narration or clips of the next episode, instead of having the preview uploaded to the official website instead. So actually, yeah, I, I did like that, that they don't waste time in the episode on next time on. Instead, it's just like, here's the name of the next episode. Yeah, it does that for the next one too, so, you know. Oh, all of them in this part do, gonna... do that. They never have yeah. a, like, here's what's coming up. And I like yeah. it. Here's a bunch of out of context lines from the next episode. Yeah. I mean, th there are a few times where that has been great, like that episode where it was just everyone chanting, Whammo, Whammo, sure. Whammo. The same alternating shots of him in the chariot. Uh, but yeah. Okay. And... Uh, the the it does mention the thing at the beginning as the cab driver passes a radio tower. Ugh. He mentions he always gets a good signal once he gets past it. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, the scene at the beginning was included at the request of Araki himself. Oh. Which makes sense. Again, I've told you before, this part just sort of meanders around for about half of it before the actual bad guy shows up, and I think he legitimately did not have any idea where he was going. So, uh, From everything that I've been reading about the current part, uh, Jajolian... Oh. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently it's the same thing with that. A lot of people seem to be incredibly impatient with that thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talk of how there is still not an established main villain. Hmm. When it has been running for a while. I mean, 
you've read all of Berserk, so you're kind of an expert on this kind of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm a jackass and I'm full of self-loathing, so I own uh, every volume. <laughs> Gotta go count them. Let's see, uh, one, two, uh, three, uh, every one. Hold on. No, I'll actually tell you what we're up to. Well, I gotta get, it's on the, it's very low to the ground because it's a lot of weight. Uh, actually, I think I had to stack one somehow. Uh, yep, I did. Up to 39. Wow. Yeah. You know, actually. That series, I think, is like, I can't remember if it was 87 that first came out, but it is as old as me, if not a little bit older. You know, I was going to say, when you say 39, you think, wow, that's a lot. Except as long as it's been running, it should be like triple that. Yeah, yeah, it should. This is a series where you get like at best four chapters per, uh, per year. So, yeah, you know, once you've gone and like got the backlog, which I had, a, there was like a contest on some Berserk site where someone was like, Make a funny berserk comic or image, and I will give you literally every volume that has been released so far. And like very few people entered it, so like I submitted something and I won all of them, which was a super convenient way to start collecting those. Uh, but the nice part is, once you have them all, it's easy to stay on top of it because you only need to make like one eight dollar purchase every couple of years. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Kota Hirano stuff is the same way Where Helsing took hey. forever to come out And Drifters is doing the exact same thing It's not like uh, my IDW tur uh, Ninja Turtles thing Where it's like two to three of those come out each year And they're like 50 bucks a pop Yeah, those things come out faster than you can read them Literally, like a new one just came yeah. out while we were recording this Oh no because they have about eight miniseries every week. Here's a miniseries yeah. about Old Hob. Here's one about Slash. Here's a Bebop and Rocksteady go to Hollywood. I still appreciate that at least IDW includes those in the main volume releases and orders them appropriately. Unlike something like DC, where it's like, oh, here's a story where, like, in the middle of it, there's like three issues from some other series that you really needed for, like, context. Because when it resumes, ah! Well, the IDW, the hardcovers do that. The paperbacks are just like the main series, and they have all sure. the minis as separate ones. But I believe they also do mention, like, hey, this is where the others slot in. I think. Yeah. The, the IDW stuff is laid out very well, so... Yeah, so I'm it, cool it still it. was enough to make me stop buying single issues because I got really fed up with it. Like, oh, great, yeah, now no, I... It, it was around when they started Mutanimals that I was like, all right, I'm not going to subscribe to all the stuff. I'm just going to buy them <laughs> when they're all in one book. I still haven't got through the Mirage stuff, so I've got, like... Oh, hold on, let me count how many of the IDW ones that i got over there. Five? Uh, six? Okay. Thirty-nine. Oh, no. <laughs> Turns out I'm behind. Okay, so episode two, Josuke Higashikata meets Angelo. This is it. This yeah. is the fight you've all been waiting for. This is the culmination of the series. Speaking of video games, uh, it's getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I 
was really happy to see the return of, oh, that's a baseball. Yeah, it's, oh, that's a baseball 64. <laughs> also, the character he's playing as in the game is Crazy Diamond, unexplained. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first game had the character creation thing that was, like, super detailed for oh, an 8-bit sure. game. Yeah. So, sure, on the 64, like, oh my god. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just, like, no mercy. Yeah, the bitrate in 1987 JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was already insane. Yeah, dial up, go to a BBS, trade your uh, Fire Pro characters. Yeah. So... So I didn't take any notes for this episode because again I have I've hit a point watching these so long that this one day I was super exhausted with having to pause the video so I just did not bother. Right. I was like oh, I'll remember all of it and then like too much time transpired and I played a lot of Final Fantasy Nine and like now I don't remember anything. Too much time has transpired. Yeah. That was a good joke. Okay, well, Angelo huh. is dressed up as a milkman. Oh, uh, that's right. And he's like, hey, I got your milk. Come buy your milk. I got your milk right here, lady. I heard you like yeah. milk. It's in my crotch. My wiener. I'm talking about my cum. That's not what I was doing. Please stop. So he brings the milk and obviously I'm gonna come in here with my stand at night. I'm gonna jizz all over your garage, lady. He brings the milk. I don't know why I'm telling you this. He's very counterintuitive. Angelo as a jerky boy. This is the new character. <laughs> uh so Angelo brings the milk to Tomoko. He's like, Hey, here's some milk. Obviously the idea is they put Zakwa necklace in the milk, so then when they drink it, he possesses them. Um, but Tomoko is sharp, and she's like, nope, this thing, uh, the seal's broken on it, I ain't buying this dirty milk, give me a fresh. And so Ugh. he gives her a milk that is not unsealed, and he's foiled again! I once put a gallon jug of milk in my car, uh, driving back from, <laughs> uh... <laughs> You don't even know where I'm going with this yet. I know, look, I know enough that when something starts with I put a gallon <laughs> jug of milk in my car, the only way it can end with is, or the only way it can end is, and then I was drinking cottage cheese. <laughs> or no, it wasn't, it wasn't that. I put the gallon of milk in my car with the rest of my groceries, and then as I started my car, the gallon of milk tipped forward, and the cap just like popped right off, and there was just milk all over the passenger seat of my car. Ugh. Yeah, which by the way, I don't have AC in my car, and this I believe happened in the summer because I remember there being like a stench in there for like a week, and I had to take this like Hot busted milk gallon of milk. In the city. <laughs> no. <Ugh. laughs> I I walked back into the grocery store. I was like, "What are you fuckers trying to sell me?" The seal on this milk was like broken. It just tipped over my car. There's milk all over the place. Now I have a milk car, and it's your fault. <laughs> I smell like I've been rubbing my face up against a cow's dirty up udder. Ah, ah. 
How did that work out? I got a free gallon of milk. Oh, boy. Still had to deal with the, the car, but yeah. There was another time where I bought bagels from that place, and I opened it up and cut open a bagel, and there was mold all over it, and I had to drive back and be like, what are you fuckers trying to pull? How many times have you bought from this place? Uh, all the time. Oh, great. Yeah. I keep getting told by one employee of mine not to go there because that's where drug deals go down, but also it's really cheap. <laughs> okay. A man's gotta eat. Yeah. I like my food affordable. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Rising food costs. So, McCain told us about that it. while he was voguing. <laughs> He's voguing with God now. So well, okay. We, I kind of doubt maybe. that. Maybe. Look, I don't know. Uh <laughs> so we get like a little bit of a history for Angelo and his history is uh fucked up. He like I'm trying to remember exactly what all it was. I'm thankful I didn't take notes on it because I was on a work computer and if somebody <laughs> decided to remote in while I was writing this all down or like had it open. Yeah. Uh, basically he raped a bunch of kids. And well, then, like, one, like, there was a witness, and the witness told the police, and Angelo got arrested, but then when he busted out, he, like, raped and murdered that kid and cut his genitals off. And, like, no. nailed them next to his corpse. It's, uh... Okay, so his first rape and murder, murders plural, was, like, when he was, I don't know, 12, 14, something like that. Also, they make a big deal about how he has a high IQ. Uh, and they say that while it's just showing him bashing a guy in the face with a baseball bat, which I thought was pretty funny. Well, it's a very high IQ thing to do. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, he, he's just a, a real creep. And yeah, he uh, kidnapped three boys, raped all of them, killed two of them. He wanted a... Uh, a ransom for one and I think that it says that's how he got caught so I guess whoever he demanded the ransom from was able to tell the cops where he was then uh yeah he, he was he went to jail or he's been to jail a lot eventually he was uh I think it was for that one he was sentenced to death by hanging uh directed by Nagisa Oshima and just like in that movie oh, no, the hanging did not take and he just survived uh. it and then broke out of prison. And so they believe that uh, he developed a stand shortly before that hanging. That's why he survived it. Not sure exactly how, because uh, there's nothing about his stand that seems like it would prevent him from dying from that. Mm. But that's basically yeah, Angelo's sure. story. He's a real creep. Also, kind of way worse alert. than any other bad guy. So far, hashtag alert. We got a hot hashtag Twitter, tr Twitter trending update for you. Stop the JoJo's talk. Hashtag Bay Day. Beyonce turns 37. Happy birthday to Beyonce. Happy birthday, Beyonce. You did it, Beyonce. You turned 37. I'm proud of you, Beyonce. Congratulations. You did it, Beyonce. Honestly, so I thought you were uh, older than that, but congratulations, Beyonce. Yeah, right. She's seven years older than me. That doesn't seem right yeah i thought she was 50 
I wouldn't think she was that old, but I definitely thought she was in her 40s. I thought she was up there. <laughs> oh, come on. Is it because of the uh, association with Jay-Z? I bet you... Congratulations, Congratulations Beyonce, you're not 50. <laughs> you did it. Uh, I bet Jay-Z also is not nearly as old as I think he is. No, 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 probably not. You know what, let's find out. I'm he, going to Google he looks, he looks old because he has 99 problems. Well, yeah. If you're dealing with 99 problems every single day... Jay-Z is 48. That's about what I expected. Right, yeah. I That's expected also... 60. What? I don't know how age works. No, see, I, I thought Beyonce was a little bit closer in age to him, so... Yeah, well, back to the JoJo's talk. Uh, Josuke is calling up his nephew on the phone and is like, yo, we gotta talk about this stand because I saw him the other day and he said he was going to get into my butthole. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> also... works exactly. Also... Uh, we were kind of interrupted uh, by Beyonce talk, but after the milk incident, um, <laughs> he steps in dog, <laughs> Angelo do steps in dog poo, and Tomoko is like, huh, what kind of idiot, like, you'd have to be a real asshole to let your dog just shit in front of somebody's house, and then Angelo finds the guy and his dog, and he bites the dog's face, and then, uh, like possesses uh, yeah, the totally guy normal response aqua necklace yeah he doesn't just like bite it in the like he chomps its muzzle yeah just rips it off uh -huh. so jojo's part four time until dog mutilation two episodes yep uh still does not have part one's record of like 20 minutes beat yeah close though yeah that's getting there uh, but yeah, so uh, is calling up Jotaro, and Jotaro's like, okay, don't, no water, nothing, get all uh, all liquids out of the house, don't drink anything, don't get near any fluids, and then is like, uh-oh, uh my mom's drinking coffee, uh-oh, stands inside my mom. I'll be right back. I need to punch my mom in the gut. I mean, there's really just, I don't know how else to fix this. Yep. Jotaro's like, no, wait, 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 wait. And Josuke just leaves, grabs a bottle. And... It's too late, I'm putting my fist in my mom! Whoa. Whoa. No, it's okay, it's not what you think! She's my stepmom, it's okay. Yardy Star... Yardy Daze, am I right? Ah? This anime stars Zev Bellringer. Anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a podcast for. And the time out, until Bell's What? Bev's the time until Bell's Bev Bev Beth Beverly. Beverly, Beverly Celebrant. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he punches his mom, uh, blows a gigantic hole in her stomach, uh, but he. I don't know, fixes her, rewinds her, whatever it is that he does, uh, and he has... Aqualung is now... Aqua Lung, oh, oh my god. Aqua Necklace is now trapped inside of a bottle. You know, he should be called Aqualung. 
He should, and that's why I made that mistake, is throughout these two episodes, I kept thinking, like, why is this guy not just named Aqualong? Uh, Aqua is an album by Asia. Uh, sure, but... But yeah, he should be called Aqualong. I wonder if there's another yeah. one called Aqualong in the series. It's kind of weird if there isn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird anyway that that would not be the first one that he would go to. Yeah. Or just, you know, I know that some of these stands eventually are just, like, really, really long-winded names, so, like, just name it Age of Aquarius. Sure. Fuck it. Like, I know that there is one at some point that I think is called Another One Bites the Dust. Yep. So, it's related like, to a long, yeah, like, long phrases for stand names is not something that would be uncommon after a certain point. Yep, there's one called the green, green grass of home, as I've told you, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he has Angelo's stand trapped, and Angelo sort of looks like he's suffocating, or maybe he's just very angry about this, but I kind of took it as maybe he's running out of oxygen while all this is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... He uh, sets the bottle down, he calls Jotaro, Jotaro's like, okay, don't do anything. Stop fisting your mother, I am getting in a taxi and I'm coming over and we're going to take care of this. Uh, but then Josuke's grandpa shows up, uh, sticks a gun to his grandson's head. <laughs> <laughs> Just whispers into his ear, you'd already be dead. Believe Remember me. to check your corners. If I was to start killing people, there'd be none of you left. But it's okay, because it's just a model gun. Only one of these chambers has a bullet in it. Not true, because you can see that all of them have bullets in them. But it's okay, because it's just a model gun. Ha, it's a good goof. Josuke's like, hi, yeah, yeah. It's a just a blank Joe's KC and just starts dumping into the side of his <laughs> Oh no, don't. I mean, that, that would actually kill him. But That's whatever. how Brandon Lee died. <laughs> That's how someone here died. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my sister went to high school with somebody who uh, they had a prop gun for a play that had blanks in it. He was joking around. It was just like, oh, yeah, suicide by gun. Am I right, guys? And like shot himself in the temple. Oh, oh, and it killed him. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you do it that close or, like, put it in your mouth or something, that'll do it, too. The Brandon Lee thing yeah. was that there was, like, debris on the barrel that got shot out. Mm. Yeah. I actually don't know if that is precisely how that kid died, but, I mean, it's been, like, quite a while, but he still died because a blank went off next to his head and, like, the pressure out of the barrel of the gun killed him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out blanks are still dangerous. Oh yeah! Don't be a dumbass with guns. That's why Neil Breen just uses After Effects to put the <laughs> gunfire effects in there because yeah. it looks, for one thing, it looks really good. Second, it's Neil a lot Breen, safer. Neil Breen is all about onset safety and healthy living. That's right. That's why he only eats tuna. <laughs> yep. You ever wondered what a movie by someone with mercury poisoning looked like? Well, allow <laughs> me to introduce you to the filmography of Neil Breen. <laughs> That was an extremely accurate uh, summation of the work of Neil Breen. 
I can't wait so, for Twisted Pear. Oh man, me too. Twisted Pear, so a Angelo, movie that, despite the title, is not about testicular torsion. I want to see Neil Breen directed Dirty Pear movies. I don't. With Neil Breen playing both Kay and Yuri. I don't, because I would rather see a good one. But so, what if Neil Breen Angelo, made a Yu Yu yes. Hakusho movie with him as Yusuke? I would be more interested in him as Kuwabara, if I'm being honest. Okay, or Genkai. But yeah, but unfortunately, Neil Breen is always the leading man, so yeah. he would never cast himself as Kuwabara. Kuwabara, Kuwabara. Yeah. So, Angelo then realizes who Josuke's grandpa is. He was the cop that was responsible for locking him up. The first time. And so he's like, ah, if I know one thing about this dude who I only just now in my adult life recognized, it's that he enjoys a glass of brandy when he gets home. <laughs> so he is able to use his stand to morph the, excuse me, morph the appearance of the bottle into like a, a brandy bottle like complete with a label and everything like i can kind of get him changing the color of his stand but like he morphs this whole thing uh he's uh, not actually changing the bottle like he's not placing a label on it. he was basically just putting some liquid on the side and changing its appearance so it looked like a label sure but it's also like hyper realistic yes. hyper identifiable as just like a label yeah um which like liquid against it, it wouldn't do that but uh, whatever. I, I mean, saying, it, it this doesn't is have the to. In-universe because... justification. Sure, but it also doesn't have to because Josuke's grandpa is such an alcoholic that he just sees a bottle of something and goes, "Ooh, mmm, <laughs> glug 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 glug." Uh, so he he dies. Yep. <laughs> just has blood or... leaking out of his eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, Angelo escapes. Uh, and then Jotaro shows up, and Josuke tries to, like, heal his grandpa, but it turns out, Josuke can't fix a dead. Nope. Once you're dead, dead. that's it. Yep. So Jotaro's like, alright, throw this guy out by the dumpster, we got a stand to take care of. Let's <laughs> just toss him out the window. Yeah. Uh, there, so there's this whole bit of, like, uh, they gotta bury his grandpa and everything. They set up, like, a little memorial for him, and, uh, it's actually pretty sad. Like, yeah. fuck. I mean... This dude was only in, like, a couple scenes, but he seemed great. Like, he was cool with his daughter physically assaulting someone, and he stuck a gun to his grandson's head. He was awesome. Yeah. He had that cool Joestar spirit, really. Even yeah. though he wasn't actually related to them. Well, you don't know that. Joseph might have put sperm in his mom and... <laughs> oh, no. Then that means he was technically inbreeding. <laughs> Look, if any Joestar is going to do it... You've got a point. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, my God! <laughs> so... Uh, they have now basically, like, waterproofed the whole house and are just kind of, like, staking the place out waiting for Angelo to strike. Uh, they're turns only out, drinking out, like, bottled water and everything. Yeah, also turns out uh, they didn't do a great job of waterproofing it. No. They maybe left humidifiers just sitting around. Sure. Uh, but Angelo gives it a 
Angelo, high IQ'd guy that he is, uh, waits until a rainy day and then uses that as his mode of entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, infiltrates the home. Uh, all the faucets are now on. He wet bandits this fucker up. Yep. But with hot water, so it's uh, also steaming. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have so much mold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he also poked holes in the roof, so it's dripping from up there, too. This house is ruined. Yeah, it is uh, unli- unlivable at this point. That's a whole lot of dry roll. whole lot of drywall you're going to have to knock out. I mean, I you know, y- you can talk about Angelo's previous crimes, what with all the raping and murdering, but really, the most heinous thing is uh, the way he degraded this house's property value. Oh, no. I mean, there's One no man coming back from that. Yeah. yeah. The big short, that was about Angelo. So, Angelo's now trying to enter this boy. <laughs> as, as, as Angelo does. I mean, look, we've established this. I mean, this. yes. In this case, yes. That is... He's literally trying to get inside of him. Uh, and so Jotaro and Josuke are kind of running around trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we beat this stand? Because uh, it's everywhere. It's anywhere where there is moisture, and it's trying to get inside of our bodies. In fact, like, he keeps kind of jumping onto Jotaro, and he has to, like, knock it away with Star Platinum. Uh-huh. And then Jotaro's like, duh, I never fought a stand where I had to use my brain before. Which is not true. I just had a punch of vampire. Duh. Well, yeah. I mean, he seldom had to fight any of the more, like, cerebral battles in part oh, three, no, no, so no. I could kind of understand him, like, against the stand, just being like, shit, I don't know what to do. I'm a fucking marine biologist. What do you want from me? Yeah. I know how to take the temperature of a dolphin. I don't know how to deal with some weird little water monster. Look, you want me to tell you all the things you could do with whale cum? I could do that, but I don't know anything about this stand. You're, uh, really preoccupied with cum today. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what, what the reason is for this. I don't really like it, to be honest. I just think it's neat. <laughs> Nothing is more neat than cum. I think cum is just swell. That's what they always said on happy days. Alright, I'll stop talking about, hold on. Close the Wikipedia article for semen out and just get back to the episode. Richie Cunningham, cum fiend. (laughs) So, Angelo, uh, okay, so Josuke busts down a wall to try to, like, get out of the place. But he comes face to face with a humidifier, and the stand finally gets inside of Josuke. Yep. But. But. Josuke is smarter than his pompadour would have you believe. Uh huh. And he had ripped up a glove, put it in his throat. So when Angelo's stand jumped down his throat, he used his stand to reform the glove, capturing aqua necklace inside of it and then has to stand cram its fist down his throat grab the glove and yank it out mm-hmm. 
just seems like not a good time. Yeah. No, it, yeah, that that would really suck. Yeah. And then uh, Josuke just sort of knows how stands work because he just starts like waving the glove around and it just like knocks Angela out of this tree. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Yep. It's like, oh, sand user's over there. Yeah. Weird. Angela's like running away from him. He's still just like yanking the glove all around and yep. like knocking his ass all over the street. It's awesome. Yep. And so then they corner I mean, him some... and yeah. he's like, uh, Oh, why you? What were you guys gonna do? I mean, even though I was sentenced to death by the Japanese government, that doesn't give you the authority to kill me. And even though I killed your grandpa, you, you still can't kill me for that, right? I've got rights. I might be a criminal, but I got rights. No, we we abide by stand so then, law. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to throw this whole case out of court anyway. You see, because. It's tainted. The whole thing's tainted. He denied him medical attention. He denied him counsel. That's right. Nobody read Angelo his Miranda rights. Yeah. Definitely broke a few amendments. I mean, we have this constitutional lawyer in here just to tell us all the ways you fucked up. Let's get George Jerry Orr back on the blower. Yeah. By the way, I watched uh, Dirty Harry a couple days ago. Hell yes. Good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so Look, all instead, I know is if I see a serial killer running with his pecker in his hand, I shoot the bastard. <laughs> or in this case, fuse him with a rock for eternity. Friend Raper, how do you figure? Uh, well, he was chasing a woman with a knife in one hand and his dick in the other. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Not uh, the exact line. Best part of that movie, by the way, though, is when that dude's got the Scorpio's got the bus full of kids, uh-huh. and Dirty Harry's just standing on the overpass. Yep, it's a really good shot. Mm-hmm. Also, when he jumps onto it, and there's like a bunch of shots where that is very clearly not Clint Eastwood. Oh, of course not. There is one of the menus of that DVD is a shot of the guy on the bus, and it is super clear that that is not Glenn Eastwood. <laughs> just really draw attention to it. No, no, that's what it went to after the credits ended, and I just stared at that and was like, why the fuck would you, why would you make this one of the screens on this DVD? Have you seen all of the Dirty Harry movies? No, just that one. Wait, you've never seen um, the Magnum Force? Nope. Sudden Impact? Nope. The Enforcer? Nope. The Deadpool? Nope. Deadpool is on with Jim Carrey and Liam Neeson. Nope. Okay. I should, though. I should go watch all the... Are there, like, any of those that people just, like... Okay, I was going to say, are there any of those that people are just like, oh, this is a really shitty, dirty, hairy movie? I mean, Deadpool is the worst of them. Makes sense. I mean, you know, Deadpool, of course. There's, there's like, bad Rocky movies and stuff like that, so I sort of figured, like, look, at a certain point you make enough of these, you're going to have a bad one. Yeah, and it's the same thing as Rocky, really, where it's the last one that was the really bad one. Yeah. But I watched one of the special features of that where Clint Eastwood was like, I'm not adverse to like coming back and doing one of these, but like nobody's presented me a script that I think is like deep enough or challenging enough. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go talk to some chairs. 
<laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. I need to go direct I'm to J. Edgar. <laughs> I'm Clint Eastwood, and I have a fully formed brain. Good night. What were we talking about? Oh, right. Uh, so oh, yeah, man Angelo... gets stuck in a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just punch him until he is fused with the rock, which, uh, by the way, it shows him here as basically he just has his face sticking out of the rock. That's not what the Angelo rock looks like in the future. What does it look like in the future? You can see it in the end credits, actually. It's messed up. Oh, I guess I didn't actually notice that. Well, it also, it kind of makes sense that it would look more like a sculpture and not like a guy with a face in a rock. Because otherwise, yeah. everybody who walks by would notice it. But this I also... do like that there is a little, like, tourism board thing yep. that happens here, too. That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So, we had talked about the whole um, touristy kind of interludes in the previous episodes and in this season because it's a fictional fictional town <clears throat> you still get those but they are for fictional landmarks which i think works pretty well yeah it's neat i like that a whole bunch of people make out like it's a lover's point they make out in front of this rock that is housing a serial rapist yep I mean, nothing brings lovers closer together than serial rapists frozen in time yeah, you know Angelo. He uh, kind of has a fate somewhat similar to Cars's. Sure, which is appropriate. Yeah, Cars also when he turned into a rock looked hella fucked up. Yeah. Well, or like, but in his case, for like no good reason. I don't know why he mutated so horribly. Yeah. Uh, with this, at least I understand that, like the way that. Uh, Diamond's power works is he can kind of like twist stuff into whatever he wants, so mm -hmm. uh, but if he was just like a normal rock, but he looks fucked up later, I wonder like Josuke just kind of comes back there from time to time just to mess with him, probably because like that would be awesome. That That's seems great, right. no, yeah. The final version of Angelo Rock actually it kind of looks like um Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple, but like oh, yeah. really weirdly misshapen. But yeah, it, yeah, it's in the in credits, which we get now. I'm gonna have to, yeah. Savage Gardens, I want you. Uh, I like this yeah. sequence a lot. Me too. I like how it's just like this one long shot that's sort of going through this uh, almost sort of diorama like thing of the town. Yep. And as I've mentioned previously, it changes throughout the season. Um, we never get a different ending, but. Uh, new characters show up in it as they appear in the episodes and that kind of thing. Although this one does show us a bunch of characters that we have not yet seen. Yeah, it'll be maybe a few episodes before a new one shows up because they serve, they didn't want it completely empty at the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say it would be completely barren if they just had who they had so far. Yeah. Because like Tomoko and Jotaro are like the first two that you see on there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I really like the way this whole thing is sequenced. This actually might be my favorite uh, ending theme to JoJo's. Like, just the way it's shot and everything, and I, I think that it's a good choice of song. So. Yeah, when I watched this, I watched the whole thing every time, and, like, part of that was seeing what changed, if anything did. Uh, but also, I just like the sequence a lot. I skipped through a few of the roundabout ones, just because it kind of goes on for a while. Yeah. Um, 
And then I, I skipped quite often through the second half of part three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing against the song. It's just there's better in, like ending sequences to JoJo's. I oh, think it was probably the weakest one. And we didn't mention this is the first episode with the uh, first opening, Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town, which I love. And this is a real good opening. Yeah. Yep. I really like that part at the beginning, especially with the... And, like, all of the silhouettes of characters flying by. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. I actually would say that this is maybe closer uh, in terms of style and kind of, like, energy to part two. Yeah, a little bit. Because uh, also, like, part two did not have a whole lot of 3D usage in its intro, and I don't think there's any in this one. Nope. From what I recall, Which there's none good. in any of the part four intros. Good. I mean, at, at least for, like, character models, there might be some background stuff I don't really remember, but I don't I mean, think that's so. fine. That's, yeah, the background stuff is the stuff that doesn't look as bad. Um, even, like, though the 3D stuff has gotten better over time, it's, I would still prefer the, you know, just keep yeah. it all 2D. Uh, yeah, but, and from what you know, it seems with Part 5, it looks like they're keeping yeah. that, so. Assuming that is actually the the intro that they are using for Part 5, which I would assume it is. I don't know why they would spend all that money making that and not actually use it for more than just that. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. Yeah. But again, I it, still it might wonder what... the first one, because this season has uh, four intros? Hmm. I think. So I also wanted to, I wanted to mention this on the subject of intros, outros. Uh, how there's undoubtedly going to be a licensed song for the outro to Part 5, I kept seeing a lot of people, and I don't know where this like sort of picked up, but what if it's Gangster's Paradise? <laughs> that would be really good. I don't know why. Apparently, it would be. that was like that was like the top song on the charts when uh, Part Five was first published, like uh. that year. Okay. And then also like thematically very appropriate. Yeah. Okay. I I would yeah. really like it to be Gangster's Paradise. Uh, but also, I don't see Coolio ever signing off to that song being in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Coolio, uh, he didn't even like Weird Al doing it, so... Nope. He thinks that song is super fucking serious, so I don't think that he's gonna actually, like, sign the papers. Yeah. Or, you know, alternatively, it would be great if it did get used, and then Coolio starts doing that shit again, but it's just like... I didn't let JoJo's Bizarre Adventure use my song, and now I got beef with them. I would love to see a Coolio JoJo beef. That would be uh, you so know, good. Coolio, his hair, he looks like a JoJo character. Yeah. It would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, that, man, I, I would love it if that's actually what they end up going with, but I would imagine it's not going to be that. It's going to be something else. Uh, okay, I don't my... know what else it would be uh, Other gangster themed Songs I don't know we'll find out Yeah In uh, the ghetto That's what they'll use Wait what? <laughs> what I don't know That's not about gangsters When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie That's the song That's what they'll go with They're gonna say that's a gangster Or that's a baseball <laughs> Oh, that's a gangsta! <laughs> Manga anime differences. Let's wrap this up, finally. Yeah. We're just so excited about part four. We're finally here. It's it's the best. Yeah. 
It's great. Really good. We're very yeah. excited. Uh, new flashbacks to Angelo's past crimes, including the killing of three young boys cut from the previous episode, is included. Uh, Angelo is shown right away that he is the new milkman, while the manga only revealed it after Tomoko noticed the open bottle. Mm. I mean, you would kind of know who it is anyway. Yeah. Oh, Josuke is seen playing Oh, That's a Baseball 99, the 1999 version of the game seen in Stardust Crusaders on a Nintendo 64. In the manga, he owns a Super Famicom and the game isn't displayed. Incidentally, he also has his stand playing on the Jaggers team. It says Jaguars here, but we know it's Jaggers. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm very familiar with the Bouts of Baseball. Yeah. You select Jaggers, and then it just plays, I'll never be your beast of burden. When Josuke and Jotaro see that Angelo turned on the bathroom's faucet, one glove is missing between two scenes, hinting at Josuke's trick to trap Aqua Necklace. I didn't notice that. Josuke is a very very high IQ boy, you see, so... Mm -hmm. And for trivia... This is the first episode to feature an opening that isn't animated by Kamikaze Doga, instead opting for traditional animation. Good, get out of here, Doga. Yeah. We don't need you anymore. Go work on Berserk, you fucking hack. I do wonder what... I'm looking to see what they have done. Um... It would be really funny to me if it was Berserk, but I already know that's not no, the case. No, even better. Pop Team Epic. Uh-huh. Uh, great. And Batman Ninja. Great. Which is weird because the animation you know, Batman one of Ninja those looks I'm way better. Yeah, one of those I'm interested in. It's the Batman thing. Don't give a shit about Pop Team Epic. Not Have you watched any of it? Yep. Okay. I don't care. Alright. I didn't really find it that funny. I, I think it's funny, but not the actual show itself, but more the things surrounding it, like how every 30-minute episode is just the same 15-minute episode repeated with different voice actors. Yeah, sure, that's good. Um, but yeah. I'm also 30 years old, and I think that my time for that show has maybe passed. Yeah. This is a show for a younger man. I've outgrown <laughs> say... such pop teams. <laughs> I say while wistfully staring out my window. Anyway, that's it for episodes one and two of uh, season three, part four. Next time... You're coming back in and I'm too old to watch Pop Team Epic. Next time, Uh, be watching episodes three through five, which is... Let's see. The Nishimura Brothers, parts one through three. Are they as good as the Oingo Boingo brothers? Mm, no. Yeah, but one I mean, of them is a main yeah, cast member, so he sticks around for the whole thing, whereas Oingo oh, and Boingo don't. What? I wish Oingo... Well, yeah, you said only one of them does? Yeah, one of the brothers does. Uh-oh. Well, I wonder what happens to the other brother. Well, well one of them... Uh, you'll see. I'll find out soon. Yeah, I'm probably watch them tonight. So, okay. 
sure to yeah. just just take as much time as possible between watching it and when we record these. Absolutely. It's a great idea. All right, sure. we'll be back with those on stand and deliver. Am I supposed to say something? Yes. Oh. I'm gonna cancel this. Yay, Beyonce! Great, Beyonce!